This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hello and welcome to Celtic Rumours TV, the Boz and Bovril podcast with your host Mark and myself Paul. Chris unfortunately is unavailable for tonight's source, so we have a guest host, Nathan Darling from the forum, uh, known as John McGuinness. John, I'd like to thank you for coming to the show for short notice. Uh, on tonight's topics, we're going to talk about John Kennedy. Is he under consideration to come, come to Celtic manager with recent opt-ons in Celtic? Uh, we're going to have a brief preview of the Celtic and Livingston match. We're going to go through the live chats with John. We're going to talk to John about his topics. And first, we're going to hand off to Chris about some shout-outs. Oh, sorry, Mark. Thanks, Paul. And thanks again for being here, Paul. And John, welcome aboard. Big, big, That's good to be here. Big shoes. I'm trying to fuck Hugh Keevan's shoes there. Putting it under pressure. <laughs> Just thanks to everybody that's tuning in and all the subscribers. For 328, I think it was in the last shoot, which is brilliant. And if you're not subscribed, well, please do so. Uh, well, finally know when the cup game's on this weekend, sir. So. Is everybody happy about that? I can't imagine the drinkers among us will be too happy at a three o'clock on a Sunday kickoff. Eh, but another, I'd like to send belated birthday wishes to Paul, the co-host Paul there, and Buzzbomb did a birthday as well last week, and I really cheers, thanks, man. No, no and a very very happy birthday to Steph's son Ben, who turned fifteen, I'm sure it was today, and well, unfortunately Ben's still in the hospital. Sir Ben, we're still all here rooting for you, wee man. We hope you get well soon. Uh, and just the usual shout-outs to Tim Alloy and Malika and ROH that all the troops are there for them as well. Who's coming in now? Well, I am, man. So we have where I am, we Rob. Hey, hey, lads, thanks for tuning in. So, Mark and John, how was your weekend? Did you watch the match, the I actually didn't. I didn't see the full game. I, I was. Well, I wasn't even in live chat because I was at chapel. But I, I, mm-hmm. I caught the goals and I read bits of highlights on YouTube and things like that. Yeah. Yourself, John? Did you watch it? Uh, did you? Oh, I did a catch game. I was kind of a bit of a bit of Saturday, kind of taking the weather. Uh, yeah. I watched. Yeah. I watched. The, I watched the highlights of uh, the day. Seen the goals and stuff like that. Uh, kind of plays well, you know. See. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. I've been on and off a wee bit this season, but. When you look at his stats, it's tremendous. His stats, he's produced the goals and assists, and quite a few goals have been Europe as well. It's kind uh, of amazing. He's not kind of playing week in and week out like in this. You know? Aye, aye, aye. He's kind of. He's. I'd like to see him kind of under a brilliant manager and getting him flying because if he's producing that, kind of like going off, which is going to be like when he's flying, uh, which, which stats is going to be getting his end. He's going to be. Ah, uh, he's going to be blowing a lot of teams away. Exactly. Exactly. Mark, uh, are you ready to go? Just checking on the chat there that it sounds, everything's fine, so. Oh, well, if you want to roll things on, Paul, let's get this. Yep, so we're actually going to do no rumours tonight, as there's very little coming out of the club. Expert, expert isn't he here? He's, uh, he's, he's missing, so we'll have to kind of move on about that. <laughs> so what it is is that there's still uncertainty of Eddie Howe, and my opinion is this is that, that Celtic is too much of a B club to be waiting on Eddie Howe. We must have a plan B and a plan C. So get these managers in, have an interview, and then go back to Eddie Howe. The job is yours. If you want this, you're 48 hours 
we can't hang around for you to be waiting to the end of the season if Crystal Palace or Newcastle are going to come in for you and we'd be back to square one again with our managers. You know? I think it's... So I, want, I basically think it's just come down. It's either going to be how or keen. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to be. See if Howe turns it down or forever or drags it out, it's eventually going to be keen. I think that's who Dermot Desmond's wanted all along. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it's uh, between Howe how and Keane, and that's uh, and that's it. So what I want to do is, is talk about, is John Kennedy under consideration by the board with with the team actually torn up, starting to play? The defence is after improving since John Kennedy came in. The team is starting to play better. We're scoring goals. We're creating chances. Did he steady the ship? Your thoughts on that, lads, John? Uh, I think Kennedy's come in. Can I, can I seem to get a tune out of the players? Can I seem to play a lot better? Can I, the team we've been? Just kind of, where's it been? It's a thing I was looking at as well. With it, uh, the games he's took care of, I had on two shots at goal and 40 of them have been on target. Uh, so it's kind of, I kind of seem to be kind of free phone there. He's been one of the best points of the season. I'm getting mm-hmm. a team. He's, he's 
definitely should be in the squad moving as the club move forward. Mm-hmm. But as, as I said, the players, I think the player to me, Lennon's a divisive figure. Mm-hmm. Either, you either like him or you don't, you either go on with him or you don't. And I think mm-hmm. it's really, Clarence Kennedy, as I said, I think he gets on with everybody. So it has, I think he has got the respect of the players, and I don't think the players would mind if he was still involved in it. But again, is, is it showing ambition appointing John Kennedy as your manager? Mm-hmm. You could look at it too this way, though, for the two of you. You could look at it as well like that um, the pressure's actually off this team, that the league is over, and the pressure's off from them. They can just start playing again the way they always play, that they're not playing with this 10 in a row over their head anymore. You know, that they're able to relax on the field, they're not forcing the wind kind of a thing, you know? You know? And that's why they could be start playing well, you know? I wouldn't say they're playing with foot pressure. There's a Scottish Cup to win. And if no, I'm on with the league. If you're playing with Celtic, you know? there's always the pressure. Always. Just you know? as if, you, I mean, you, see, even, you can tell with it going about the folk club that there's just no, there's no real direction as such. But mm-hmm. you're saying is about the pressure, maybe pressure's not the right word, importance, the importance of these games. The players mm-hmm. out there in the games, as you say, they're no mean, they're no meaning anything when it comes to leagues and that. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like when a caretaker manager comes into a club near, near the end of a season after a manager kind of loses, a team always kind of picks up, you know, and, and then their first full season, then they're under pressure straight away because they, they know that it's their job now. They have to get the results. And you look at some caretaker managers there over the years who had. Roberto De Matteo, when he was appointed, he won the Champions League and he won the FA Cup at Chelsea. And his first full season, he was sacked after four months. Uh, you Tim Shaw with the Spurs, he was sacked after five months. So, is it? It's it's like a different job, really. Like if you're a caretaker. Oh, did I was? I thought that didn't I? You know, like there's a difference, like between a caretaker. You know, you're there to the end of the season, but it's next season. Like it's the pressure because. You're bringing your players, they're your signings, it's your team. And I think that's where maybe the lack of John Kennedy's recruitment or anything like that might come into come into effect, you know? That's where the director of football comes into it, isn't it? It's not, mm-hmm. It won't be the manager's decisions on recruitment. Mm-hmm. It, it'll obviously have a voice, but the majority of times it'll be the, the guy above him that's making the decisions on the things like that going forward. Mm-hmm. Roughly quiet. So, oh, I'm just listening, boys. I'm listening. Uh, what do you think about Kennedy getting a, the manager's job? Ah, no first choice for me. Uh, as you said yourself, uh, can I, on the coaching side, I wouldn't have a problem. I think he's kind of to offer him. Uh, Brendan Rodgers wanted to take him down to Leicester as well, so can I, it shows he's got something. Uh, but uh, no for me, no, no the top job. Uh, can I want to kind of try and see the bar get set higher? Somebody to come in. It's just going to uh, just kind of. Inside out, just turn that full, full squad inside out the way Brendan Rodgers did. Bring mm-hmm. all, that, all that professionalism there. Just everything. Uh, just kind of motivate that team right again. Just to kind of really? pull people away again. Standards across the board. Uh, That's what uh, need at every level of the club. Just to raise the mm-hmm. standards again. So we have a team here from Glasgow Green saying there's, there's no excitement around the club. We need something to give us a boost, and I think that's why everyone's uh, ex- most excited. Like, if a new manager came in, it'll actually lift the whole club and bring a different attitude into the club, different formations, different styles of play. 
I think that's the truth. I think John Kennedy's been at the club a long, long time. That it's, as he said, like, if he wants to be manager, we'd like him to go out and prove himself in another club, maybe a lowly club, see what he can do with them. I think Celtic at the moment is, is a big too, bit too big for him. And I, I, a lot of people are saying, like, do we want to keep him in the court and stuff? I, I, I don't know. I'm two minds that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be caretaker again again if anything happened down the line there again? You know what? So, yeah. So, like, I like to see him just, just go out, be on his own, see what he can do. You know? Plus, the Aberdeen job would have been ideal for him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that American, American owner had different ideas bringing in glass. But see, a, a club like Aberdeen, the Hibs job, I know the Hibs what, what, tried to get him to go as manager. But mm-hmm. he doesn't need to go to a lower league, I don't think. I think he's at a higher level than that. He could do a job for an S, like a Premier League team. Well, what position would he take, like, if the new manager did come in? Like, like normally, like, we know, know that Ronnie that Dyler, he was given John Collins and John Kennedy then was a part of his team. And Neil Lennon, supposedly, he was told that uh, John Kennedy and Damon Duffy part of his team. Do you think the new manager coming in will be told that John Kennedy is going to be his assistant? Or are they going to let the new manager pick his backroom team? Or? I think uh, kind of the way in C. Rogers set up, I kind of think that's maybe we'd fit in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't like him forced on a new manager, kind of his assistant. Like a new manager, kind of going to mm-hmm. smart face, kind of come in, uh, set the standard high, and come in with a rain team, and just kind of, uh, just kind of get his back to where we've been. Is there something, Mark, that's like maybe. I, I, are they talking to him as a, a director of football role, like that, that they were thinking with Blake, when Ben Rogers is involved? Are they taking that job for John Kennedy because we're actually heard nothing about director of football? I you know that, but I, I don't know if they would even. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't. I don't know. And I, I, I know that the Rogers did. Rogers was more than happy for him to get the director of football job while he was there, which says a lot for him again. Rogers want him to take him to Leicester. And, but I don't know if John Kennedy's got the, the skill set to be a director of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a different job, really, to a uh, coach. I like, this, you know, it's a totally different job. Like, totally yeah, different because basically you're the you're the, you're in charge of everything. You're in, well, you've got a head mm-hmm. scout, and he's in charge of the scouts. But you're in charge of the head scout. You're mm-hmm. the head of sports science. You're in charge of the youth academies. But do you know what I mean? It's a lot of stuff involved in it. A lot of people that yep. the director of football job have they actually came for a football and back? A lot of them kind of aren't. They, yeah, they kind of they're not. They're not really managers, really, within a club. Like so, they never really managed the team either. You know, they well, that was kind of the role when they came into football, weren't they? So the director of football, that was the role, and they never managed the team. That they know how to structure stuff and keep stuff I mean, kind of rolling within. As I keep bringing up, look at Ajax. Ajax. Mm-hmm. Van der Sar and Mark Overmars, one of them's a director of football, one of them's a chief executive. Mm-hmm. You would never have dreamed in for that role. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, we'd one here from um, Will I Am again. If the club thought that Kennedy was up for the manager job, he would have got it after Rogers. So I think people are kind of in favour that no, it's not actually the right time for, for, Ken, for Kennedy to take the manager job, that go for a year, prove himself another club. And uh, I, th- I think everyone's fairly agreement with that. But you know, people might want to stay in the club as well to be a, to be a coach, be assistant manager. We can only speculate, really. But just we don't know what's going on with the club at the moment. You know. I think the manager should be allowed to pick his own assistant. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, after that, again, TME's the decisions of the other backroom staff, to me, that's again the director of football's choices. Mm-hmm. I've said before that Gavin Stratton, he's meant to be good at what he does with all these stats and all that stuff. He is meant to be really, really good at that. Mm-hmm. If he's that good at that, he should be. Do you get what I mean? He should be. If he is that good, why let him go? Because this field under Lennon. Keep him on if that's his job and he's good at it. Same with Kennedy. Kennedy maybe see yeah. what we call it the Damien Duff job, the number three. Kind of yeah. Kennedy just should be allowed to bring in his actual own assistant because that's a kind of special bond, I think. You need to be a bit you need to be a bit pally and close to be to work like that, I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think we'll move on from the John Kennedy situation. So there's one thing that I actually did spot today was AC Milan offering LaSalle for Edward as a money and part exchange. Your thoughts on that? Have you seen enough of him to, for us to want, want him in our team next season, uh, Laxell? Or no, do you think, no way, we want money cash up front? No way. No, no for me. I wouldn't, take, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take him as part of a dealer. I wouldn't even take him in a free transfer. <laughs> I honestly, uh, wouldn't he? I don't know how, AC, how he has ever ended up playing for AC Milan. Uh, it gives me the fear. Uh, it gives me the fear. Uh, Swansea. Fancy on the team, I just added as a scoreline. It's been, uh, Taylor, I think it's a lot of criticism, but he's come in, that's when all defence has been steady. Uh, exactly, it has really, hasn't it? When, when, when Taylor's playing, we actually concede less goals, but actually giving away less fouls within outside the box. That that actually is the weakness of our, our backline, is when we get these free kicks just outside our box, that Laxell more than likely just gives away. So when know? he came in, um, from the sign back, so that's when on that bad run. We were doing all right, kind of. Kind of just get through games, weren't they? Playing that way we usually yeah. play. I think we'd won my first eight games, then uh, it was against Sevco when it was first game, and that's when we kind of had that bad form after it. He was just bombing forward too much, he wasn't getting back to these defensive duties and just leaving battling exposed, and he was just getting stupid free kicks that way outside the box as well. We gave that one again against Tibbs, um, and yeah. he scored, scored the last minute, uh, take ice, and Tumble scored that nice free kick. So we'll we 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 cut chain and lacks out then. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I I think so. Now we're going to look at the game at the weekend, Celtic and Livingston. I I actually the scoreline was actually brilliant. I I watched a bit of it and I think it could have been more, a lot more, only for a few good saves from Livingston's keeper Edward again. Didn't really show up. Missed a lot of few chances. But one person I was very impressed uh, for me and it was Scott Bain. You know, he pulled off a lot of good saves there at the weekend. You know, the Livingston could have got a few goals, but fair juice to Bain, he stood up when it was counted. You know, is he, do we still need a new goalkeeper or, or can you see Scott Bain with a steady, with, we saw you know, with the last couple of games, with a steady defence in front of him? Can he become our number one into the new season? Or are we going to spend more money on a new keeper after spending five million on Barkas? You know, John? Uh, oh, it's, it's a hard one, but uh, Barkis, he's came with a good CV. Uh, Stevie Woods kind of had a lot of good things to say about him. Uh, I'd maybe I'd give him a shot and bring in a good strong goalkeeper as well to kind of fight it out with him. Bring in a keeper, but it's going to be reliable and strong. And you know, you've got him there, so if kind of Barkis has the same season again next season, then mm-hmm. you've obviously got a keeper to fall back on. So I'd kind of bring in the same kind of uh, money wise keeper, like a good signing keeper, bring him in and just kind of obviously let Barkis know he's, he's obviously still got his chance here to become number one. Just obviously fight out with that keeper and kind of 
that the United keeper, he looks quite good as well. I'd kind of maybe take him. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that, Mark? Scott Bain. Mm-hmm. Scott Bain would be a number one at any other club in Scotland, apart from us and them. I don't, I don't see him as a Celtic number one. Definitely not. A good number two to have. Because there's only certain keepers that are going to be happy to be a number two. They're, yeah. they're not playing every week. A full season can go by and they're maybe only getting League Cup games and things like that. But I think he's a better, I think he's a better player than Celtic's number two, if that makes sense. He deserves to be playing first-team football. Just know it's yeah. Celtic for me. It's kind of, it's kind of where the, he kind of gets caught out is when we're in the, the kind of Champions League kind of games. We kind of, our keepers kind of get found out in, in, in these games where you can make these, some of these mistakes. Well, not this season. The mistakes we missed this season. Every goal went in, but in previous seasons, we always had a good keeper that kept us in games in Champions League. And we kind of concede a lot of easy goals in the Champions League this season as well. You know, so I don't know. I just think like we're not spending a lot of money on Vakas. You know, like are we to go out again and spend more money on a, a new keepers where there's other areas we actually need to improve, you know? Going back, I take it. Mm-hmm. There's talks about him going on loan, that the Celtic want him to go on loan. Ah, that's a lot of money. See if he yeah. been four four and a half million back, four million. I take it if he's wanting to move on. Mm-hmm. Want to look for somebody else? But yeah, I let him go on loan. Unless I think it says he not. Tino walk the loan back himself. Tino knock it back himself. Supposedly. Ah, I don't know. No, I think mm-hmm. maybe he's watched things for his place in it. But it's, it's, it's... Lenin, how many times did Lenin throw him under the bus? Ah, I know. That could knock your confidence as well, as well, though. Ah, well, of course it would. You know, so it could be if you're if you're being taught one week you're the you're coming in for the Rangers game, you're the number he's he's number one, and then the next game, then after the Rangers game, you're back in the bench or you're vanished from the squad. Yeah. I don't think none of our keepers really had any confidence in the way Lenin was kind of juggling things between them. Wasn't it? Even when you looked at Barkis, Bar- he looked, he looked, he didn't, he looked as if he was. You could the nervousness was showing off out his body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even his body language, he just never looked like. Well, I mean, these keepers are bowling and shouting and pointing, and, and he was just always this kind of wee shrinking violet that just didn't command his area very well or nothing. To me, it was just something didn't happen, there might be whatever, but it was down to confidence with Barkas. That's the only reason I can say, because I, de- I definitely think he's a good keeper. I yeah, there's something there, like, yeah, there's something there, yeah. You know? But the best thing was, I, I suppose, about the game was, was again, James Forrest making a difference as well, and, and then Elenusi again playing and, and scoring two goals as well. Uh, are we seeing the best of Scott Brown again in, in the last couple of games? You know, got on the score sheet, but it was not given as his. You know, are, are, are we going to regret leaving Scott Brown go next season? You know? No, I don't so. You know, He's John? just his wee swan song before he goes. Hopefully he lifts the cup for us before he goes, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't have to have James Forrest back in the team. and just hopefully that this injury that he's picked up isn't too serious that he is. It makes positive notice that the game is being changed to Sunday is that it gives Forrest actually a little more time to prove his fitness to, to, to Kennedy and uh, and the backroom team that he is, he is able to play. You know, do you think he's going to, do you think Kennedy would try to stick with that same team that played against Limiting against against Rangers? 
I think he will go into the same team. Uh, it's good to have Forrest back in. I think we've missed him massively this season. Brings a lot of weight. He hits the byline and he keeps in the box and he goals, assists. He's just, just struggled on that right side this season. Uh, yeah, you can actually see it, like can't you? The way the way Foss has come into the team, like how 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 a difference he's actually made. The Foss, you can see uh, what we missed in this, you know. Ah, uh, so we went that three five two, like kind of the second half of last season. He played this kind of kind of wing back, and he, he was brilliant at it as well. He's getting back doing his defensive duties as well, and he gets forward and he gets mm-hmm. you a goal too. It's just he's been a massive loss since. Uh, we've come here from William Smithy saying Marshall, Barkas and Ben for next season. But Marshall would be a bad shot, I suppose, with the with the experience coming in for a season or two and having Barkas there and kind of learn off him, learn how to to deal with the the Scottish football and, and the toughness of it. Because I didn't think he actually Barkas actually realised how tough Scottish po- football probably was because he seems to be very light as a as a keeper, doesn't he? You know, so maybe an experienced keeper that played in Scottish football and the Premier League and knows the toughness of it. Could help, uh, could help backers in 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 the future. Do you think? And think think about that. Uh, what the lads are saying on the the live chat. Uh, it depends how you're going to look at the goalkeeper situation. You want to kind of bring in a number one. It's going to come in number one and be for the future a good few years. Just you say uh, Marshall is going to be there for a season or two, then you're back to square one again. Mm-hmm. That's another goalkeeper. And Barkis might not work out. Is it too early for Hazard? Do you think to come in and push for number one? Is it too early for him to come in there? As for me, after I mm-hmm. get the loan next season and see what John's saying there about getting somebody like Marshall in, get, yeah. get Marshall in maybe for two years and if Hazard out on loan for the two years and then bring him back, hopefully if he progresses right, bring him back as your number one. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. the same, I think Hazard should get on loan, kind of a, a good a good standard cup, kind of also as number, number one and get, get games under so his what we talked about, I know myself and, and, and Mark Todd talked about this uh, a few times in the podcast with Chris, is uh, Ellie Nussi. You know, he's he's there. He's, he could be available in the summer. Would you take him, John? Ellie Nussi? Ellie Nussi? I have to go, definitely. Uh, it's just it's a price in it. It's, we gonna, it depends on Southampton month from. Are we going to maybe want double figures for him? Is we going to pay that or not? Uh, but do, do you think they're going to expect at least like some some of their 15 million back that they paid for him you know that's you know I know we were kind of caught in 5-6 million like would West Ham set that Mark do you think well Southampton mm-hmm. I, I don't know but I don't see why no I mean the money that's doing in that England game and that but really plus it gets his wages off their books because Southampton mm-hmm. I don't know the engine say, but they've got they've got financial fair, fair play rules to play balance yeah yeah, exactly. So they maybe just look on and see if we can just get six, six, six. Gee, honestly, for really, I know. See, I'd go. I'd even say seven million pound. I really think he's a cracking player. Because when we signed him and loaned the first time, I said on the forum, I thought if he had does his job for us here, this is our player of the year. I thought he would have tore the Scottish league apart, and he showed signs of it, but he's not done it just quite enough. But see, if you got him settled in a good team with good man. Management and playing like what we call the Celtic way, I think it would be a different class for us. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to say to you is, uh, young young Relch. I know we knew Mark at uh, one of our first few shows. We talked about him ourselves, and we were saying at the time we were saying that 
he, he'd be good to have around the squad next season, but is he actually proving us wrong to be a starter next season inside this, this, this back line? You know? To, I'd, I'd start him next season. I'd start him. He's only going to get better and he's sure he can handle it and he just seems dead cool and composed at the back. Uh, yeah. Maybe hang a new manager thanks to Ayrton and get Ayrton to stay because the two of them just kind of look well together. They look, they, look, they look like they have a good partnership that they know what the other person is doing. Something that we really didn't have uh, with, with, with the Duffy or, or Duffy or Julian when they were playing with all the defenders. There was kind of no community but these two lads really seem to have connected and it, if if you could keep Oyer next season, like that's that's your first two centre backs. I I think you know that maybe for next season bringing another one then to oh. to another centre back. Then you know. We just fancy getting into the Champions League with Welsh in your defence. That's but see yeah. that's that's that's. I think he's a great player. And he's done really really well. But it, there's a let. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Enough, Paul. There's levels that you need to keep, mm-hmm. keep an eye on. That was the next topic I was going to bring up to. You. It's, it's, it's the Champions League. Is he up for the Champions League stages, the the, the pressure of the, the group stages that we have to, the qualifiers that we have to get through, the, the group stages, big players? Is he too young for for those type of games? You know? Not too young. You know that? I wouldn't say he's too young. I just say he's too inexperienced mm-hmm. to go up against mm-hmm. the level of the Champions League because it could destroy his confidence. You don't know how he would react getting up against like somebody like that and Bappy or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a good strong centre back here in the summer and a good bit of money spent on Yeah, I think we need a kind of a. You can be looking at. I, I think Julian could be gone as well, Mark. Do you think they didn't start of next season? Depends what his injury is going to be. When's he due back for his injury? Have you in? No, for those six months, as far, as far as I know, he's not going to be fit for the start of the season, and I don't think, yeah. For that, the last time I read, I thought he was going to be later on in the year. So who's going to sign a player that's been out for that less of time injured yeah. and give us the kind of money that we'd be looking to recoup for it? I think he'll be away the very first chance he gets, but I don't know, depending on this, his injury, I don't know if it'll be this summer or maybe even January will be the time that comes about. There's a thing here from Pedro, like, uh, uh, could we offer Encham for Moy that they were always interested in Encham? Because he, Encham, didn't perform well over, over France at Marcel, so he is going to be coming back to Celtic next season, and we know he doesn't want to be with us. You know, so... Could we kind of force their hand for a player exchange for Moy and, and then chant they're renting the same price, really, aren't they? Could, Seven million French chairman and, and Moy? A straight swap. Well, they could chance it. Mm-hmm. No harm in asking, is there? I think, like, as, as Pedro said there as well, he said, uh, uh, but so ham to know all the players, they actually took off over the years. Do you know what I mean? That this one time, they we, they, we could actually... Give them a player and give us the player that we actually want. Want you know what I mean? Instead of taking all our good players and getting nothing back, really off from players at cap price, really they were getting them. You know, selling them on for millions. Then oh, you know, no, they weren't getting them for cut price. Yeah, I, I don't buy into that kind of thinking. We've got to see. Mm-hmm. We are too busy comparing our transfers with that with England. That's mm-hmm. I know we we we, no, we, we ten million is 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 actually. It's brilliant for a Scottish team, and, and, and they can't. An English team, English teams buy players all the time for twenty odd million, and then let them go for buttons and things. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. really, I know. See, so mm-hmm. all right, he's been here a few years. 
he's done nothing with us, he's doing all right for them. Well, do you know what I mean? We've lost 10 million on him. Because probably early Lenzi's contract is only working out to maybe a million and a half pound a year. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly, and as you said, like some of Hampton are uh, financial troubles. Uh, which, which, uh, which that's you it, Southampton, do you know? Yeah. I, pff, I've not got a clue. So he could be hitting along the AC ninety mark, I suppose, you know, like all kind of players are down there really, aren't they? If not more. You know? You know? Uh there's one thing that JFP wants to ask about is what's the story with Beats on? Can I just cut in there? I'll just give yep. you Google there. Just it's just an obvious just rumoury but uh Ellen signed a five year fifteen thousand six hundred million pound contract with Southampton. Oh, that's his <laughs> fee, wasn't it? That was just his fee, but wasn't it? Ah, yeah, that was his fee. Right? 15 million was his fee. Yeah, that's what they bought him for, yeah. Early enough, yeah. he will earn a base salary of 3.1 million. And, and was that from Basel? Then the same club that we, we uh, yes, he played in. They were playing the same team together, did they as well? Uh, Alinusi and uh, yes, in Basel, didn't they? Yeah, aye. That, mm-hmm. That's about 60 grand a week, isn't it? 3 million a year. Ah, it's a little bit that's about 60, 70. No. You know, I ah. just want to do a shout out there to Malika. He's under a tough time and he just texts me there on Skype. He's listening to the show and just let Malika know we're, we're thinking about him. And it's good to have you back on, listen to the show, bud. And we hope everything's going well with you. Nice to hear from you, bro. You know, you know? Uh, so JFP just wants to talk about, I, I think no one knows this, what, what's kind of going on here, what kind of, party plays and we, we talked about a few times and we're still in kind of he's a good player to have along because he can play in different position uh what's what's the uh, what's the story with with beat on you know is he injured again or i think he was what i think he was what he was in the summer he was kind of wasn't he after but look at his move and he extended his contract for another year and it's an option mr cup so i think he'll be what i leave i think he was one of the ones that was landed out uh, but I think he's a, a decent big player. He's kind of kind of off a different position. He's kind of a cover for different positions and stuff. But uh, honest, let's go back and clear up this summer. So is he, is he injured at the moment, or is he just not along the first team? Or any thoughts? Any news down that mark? Do you know anything about that? Is he injured? I know he came injured back off the internationals, didn't he? Oh, he was injured, but I thought he was fit again. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought he was out the picture. I think that's his main problem is like another one of our players who actually just picks up these niggles, don't he? It looks as if he's still injured. He's still injured, is he? Ankle ligaments it was. I but not much no, but I'll take a while to get over that, I think. It'll be... It'll be... It'll be... It'll be, it'll be he's a decent enough standard of player and he's a good utility player. He can play in a number of positions, but it's just... He's taking up a place for me that he, a better player should be taking up. Yeah. And he must yeah. he must be in half decent wages. Exactly. He's to me he's not see for what he's the amount of games he plays and his wages and that, that would be better spent on a younger player. Exactly. Exactly. Razor's exactly. He's hardly playing a game, and he just seems to be happy just to sit and pick up his wages and pick up his way. He's at he's at he's at the club now a long, long time, like isn't he? Bison, he's with the club a long time. Ah, uh, seven he's years. Played a, a full season, has he? Within that, I I really can't remember has he actually played a full season 
or being concepted in playing concepted games. You know, he kind of never been uh, guaranteed his place but within the team. Like, you know? most appearances he's made for us is forty six, and that was in two thousand fifteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. So that's when we kind of you know wrong when we kind of signed him. Sorry, he's sub sub appearances in exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, another thing is that. With Edward, like not, not on fire this so far again. He's kind of gone off a bit form again. Can we trust him next week in the in the old the, the game against Rangers? Do we play him or do we bring Griffiths in? I know Griffiths is n- not the best shape at the moment, like. But do we keep Edward in the, in the team because we know what he can do over the sport at the moment, kind of a thing? Or can we trust him just put his shoulders down and? get on with the game or would he just turn up with this attitude again that he's missing all simple chances you know I think you've got to go with the two of them against him I'd go with Griffiths and Edward Edward is you know, he's other strikers this season's not really been up to it but he's the best we've got but when you get eight up front the way they link up it's, it's dangerous you just kind of make them motivated for the game and hopefully they're going to produce but I'd put the two of them up front against mm-hmm. him do you have thoughts Mark? I would definitely start Edward Griffiths, I'd, I'd, if he was going, I'd rather Griffiths start it than we wait it to 60 minutes or 70 minutes and brought him on. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. But if we start, if we start with, Griff, with two up front, does that mean Eli Anoussi's going to need to be dropped? That's it then, like, yeah. Anoussi would... I play. I think Anoussi would actually would, would have more of a fight in him than, than, than Griffiths or Edward, you know, that's... And Lucy in his best position, you know, we actually is his best permission on the left wing when he was playing at the weekend, just coming in off the left or behind the the forwards himself. I'm, for me, Elliot Lucy's a type of player. He's, he has got the natural ability. To me, he's a type of player like we Lubo. You see, right, there's the ball. Just go and do what you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Let them. Yeah, yeah. Give him a free Let role. them play. Yeah, so I give him a free role. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because he can do damage when he gets the ball. As you said, they give him the ball. See what you can do with this. Run with the ball. Get crosses in. That's the kind of type of player that he is, really. And he can't really... Or the wee flicks about the box and things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And he, the best thing about him is that he, he does get in the box as well. You know, he scores goals in the box as well and outside. You know, so he's in. When the ball's crossed, they said, and Lucy, really, that's in there. You know, he's the, the farthest player we have in the box is, uh, is El, El Nusi. You know, uh, was it Ronnie Dyla that was the manager when we were meant to be trying to sign him? Mhm, mhm. Well, he died, I think, yeah. Uh, just Ronnie, Ronnie, his way would have had Elian saying that Harland, didn't it? Oh yeah, didn't it? Ronnie tried to get yeah. when he was a kid as well. Harland, yeah, the Tried to, ah, he tried to bring him. She mind we were in for that Odegaard and all that when he was a kid. Aye. But that was another one of them, that Haaland. I don't know. How did that not work out? Was that all interfering again? Oh, to be honest, if I tell you, I'd be making it up, John. It just didn't happen. I think it was just daily. I never really get much of a say in anything like that. Aye. Aye, I think it was, it was quite young when it was. Well, he knew, I mean, Ronnie knew the Norwegian League and that inside it. He did. So he, he did, yeah. He'd seen, he'd, he'd watched these young boys probably playing for the past five years. They were like ten year old, twelve year old. But I, 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 no. Harland was one of the players that Dyla had been interested in bringing in. Mm-hmm. 
I think Dyla was given a raw deal, really. I actually liked the way he had had uh, the club running. The fitness levels were great and, and everything. I wanted. He just wasn't kind of giving the chance to kind of bring in the players. It's, it's actually the same with every manager. You know, they, they're never kind of given the chance to bring in the players they want. It was just signed, really, who was recommended to Lauren. And if they were cheap, we kind of went down that option instead of being in the players that the managers wanted, didn't it? You know? I meant to it was, we were actually meant to be trying to sign. And then that dude, Dahan, the real agent that Blow had a kind of weird relationship with, he phoned him up about calling Kazim Richards. He needed it out of Holland because he threatened a journalist or something like that. There's something crazy about that transfer. Dahan mm-hmm. phoned Blow and says, I need a move for this guy and the next time we signed him. Nice. Uh, even I was on the, I was on the for six months or something. Isn't that all? It's crazy. It's a favour basically. Then I'm here. So, uh, I think we'll we'll we, that's we'll move it on from the thing, Mark. And I just want to say again, John, welcome to the show. We appreciate you calling on a short notice. So, uh, I just want to bring out something there to the two of you is. It's about time, in my opinion, that someone has done it and it's taken our caretaker manager to do it. Was calling out the Scottish FA about the inconsistency about breaking COVID regulations. Should the club now back him up and make a statement out saying, look, they need to be banned, these, these players who broke these COVID regulations? There's no appeal just because he's a young Scottish player. You're going to damage his reputation, damage his career in the future. That's ridiculous, carry on saying that kind of stuff. They broke the law, they should be punished. You know, fair juice to John Kennedy for calling it out, I think, you know. I will, don't you? Uh, Cobb should definitely back him up and uh, push it 100%. Yes, when you look at it. Uh, <laughs> once, obviously, that happened. Uh, Tavernier just got injured. So they only had one fullback available, basically, for basically the rest of the season. And they only had that bargain. They kind of cover it right back. And you've seen when we played them, they totally hit me pieces. And that's how I kind of think that's how it's been kept getting put back and put back. It's just kind of, kind of trying to help my wee bit. Kind of ridiculous, like that. They're letting, no, they're, they're letting, they're letting them appeal the decision. Like when we actually had no chance to appeal Bengali or anything like that, you know. Some of them have accepted. It's only one or two they're appealing. So mm-hmm. accepted the ban for. Yeah, There's yeah. The one scene there is just to make sure they're available for Sunday, basically. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's basically it. Like yeah. Fair play to John Kennedy for coming out and talking about it. The club should come out and back him up with it, but where's the rest of Scottish football? That's that's what I was going to say to you. Like, it's not going to take one club to come out and do make a difference, is it? Every other club needs to come out and say it's really, don't they? Aberdeen were punished for COVID things. Where's Aberdeen mm-hmm. voice in this? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I could it actually takes. Uh, que- why is Aberdeen no questioning why they're treated differently, and then other teams that were? It's just a sham. Just. Ah, that's the thing, isn't it? Nobody speaks up them and say, let's speak up, not the fans speak up, we get called paranoid and conspiracy theories. And exactly. What well, well, not his own, it's been proven, it's been proven. Fergus McCann proved it, taking him to court. It's been proved you heard Alice as well in his emails, isn't it? So, they don't know. It's a genius to figure out what competes favour. When other managers, they talk about it, it doesn't end up in the papers. Racky's manager had a pure rant about it the other week. Cursing and swearing in his after-match interview. Exactly, and it's just if it's a Celtic manager, then yeah. He said himself, he's on the phone to the, he says himself, I'm on the phone to the SFA, they don't even phone you back, because I'm only Aki's, that's as if they're no interest in Aki's, anything Aki's want to moan about. You'll probably, mm-hmm. look, I'll look it up, I'll stick it up on the forum later on, so you can see if you've not seen it. But again, so we, truth, 
Yeah, we won from um, Jack uh, from Robin Atlanta that Jack Ross of Hibs is after back backing Kennedy up. So I can understand why Jack Ross is actually backing up Kennedy after the horrendous thing from yesterday. But we won't talk about that. But um, so it's about time that clubs actually started speaking up like that. It's either one rule for all or a rule one rule for none. Do you know what I mean? You know. So we're just going to move on. One thing that came up to me, and it was asked, uh, not not in the forum, not in the thing. It was one of my friends asked me. He said, "If if Dermot Desmond decides to sell his shares in the morning, would you be happy, or would you be upset, or would you want Celtic to be in new ownership?" Just want your thoughts on that. I'm not, I'm not too sure. It's, it's good to have kind of somebody like that in your club. That kind of finances and stuff. If he's mm-hmm. come in, kind of, how we've kept on the last twenty years, we've kind of dominated to come in. We've been cup finals, uh, all the leagues we've won, the trebles. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's just kind of. Don't you go, Mark? Don't you go, John? Ah, uh, it's just kind of, he's just kind of think start putting his own in his pocket a wee bit more, kind of pushing his own in Europe, Champions League and stuff. Cause I think you kind of bring it up a lot of time in the forum, Mark. It's like kind of just happy with the league and. Been above Sevco, but I can I, I actually the days of Martin Neal again. They were going to Europe, and they were getting confident that we'd beat them tonight. No scared them day. They were going to games against the Giants of Europe, and no scared. But we're, we're going to win tonight. And you were nine times out of ten, you were coming up with that win. And you were kind of Europe was brilliant at that time under Martin Neal. That's when he kind of he's seen Desmond invested a good bit, and he was buying kind of a good standard of players. So I know the finances went but up in players and stuff. But I kind of like to see kick on a wee bit in Europe, and kind of get the nights back again because it's kind of spoiled a wee bit. Your thoughts on that, Mark? Well, there's there's only so much money Dermot Desmond can give us. Mm-hmm. Put getting into all the dodgy share issues, switcheroo stuff that other teams do. Huh. Because they're only they're only allowed to get. I think it's thirty million over five years. So he's allowed to put in. And that's UEFA financial fair play. That's Aye. thirty mm-hmm. million over five years. Our directors are allowed to put in without having to file some paperwork or that probably, but that is the rule. So I, it's it's difficult because we're thinking for our heart raising our head. Because Man City, Dermot Desmond, they could just sort of set up some kind of iffy sponsorship deal to pump money into the club. But then if anything goes wrong, we'd be right up shit creek, excuse the language. If, do you know what I mean? If we can't that kind of money into Dermot Desmond and then he dies and his kids are like, this is enough of that. Uh, but that's what happened to England, is it greatness? Uh, they kind of guy on Dame, he put everything in it and he passed away and his wife just put all the funds in it. When it comes to Dermot Desmond, I look on it as if it's better the devil you know. Then the devil you don't know. Everybody's Der- oh, Dermot Desmond should get rid of these shares and he should... But what really has Dermot Desmond done wrong? Uh, you know he's not going to put the club in any financial difficulty. He runs it well as a business. He'll always keep it in the green. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's kinda... Everybody, the, the demand for Lennon is uh, right, that's just part and parcel of football. But le- this season being the disaster that it turned out to be, Desmond's made the decisions. Levels away, Lennon's away. So he's made exactly. the decisions that everybody wants him to make. Yeah, the, he he actually made decisions that people wanted to see, and they're like. Like the Lord finishing up and Lennon finishing up, and he's bringing in his own kind of chief executive, 
Hopefully he's been in death. So is Desmond? And that Desmond, does yeah. Desmond doesn't want to be involved in the day-to-day running the nuns and it's the Celtic. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like has has place. That's how he's bringing Mackay in, and we just talked with Mackay's. To me, it's more Mackay's ambitions than Dermot Desmond's. Mm-hmm. Has has Desmond listened to the fans? You think, Mark, that they want change? Uh, I think he has. I uh, he must have. Although you know, you're never going to admit that, but seeing these banners outside Celtic Park, letting out Lord out, do you know what I mean? Trying to change. Fans are the the lifeblood of the club. The season ticket sales. Even if they're just worrying about the money side of things, if um, for Desmond's thinking about is the bottom line. He needs to keep the fans on side to keep the season ticket money rolling in. Because if you're not buying strips and that, you're not getting the kind of deals I did this guy. Do you get what I mean? So exactly. To be kept on side. And that, as I said, that's one of the reasons I don't think Kennedy would be a, be, be a real contender for the manager's job. Yeah, if you could just get your thoughts on the live chat about that, would you be in favour for Desmond selling these shares or would you be in favour of Desmond keeping in, just keeping Celtic the way they are? Keep Dev, as Mark said, better than Dev, you know? Man City. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. How would, you, how would you guys feel about that, John? City group, they own Man City. Aye. I know uh, there are things that we talk about, like... Champions League, but I'm just meaning in general. But you've no development then, Mark, then when, you, when, when you're owners like that, you know, that can go spend all this money. You're not developing your young players. Like, I can't remember the last time uh, Phil Ford in the last couple of seasons, when was the last young player that actually broke into that Manchester City team? Well, you know, they have... I really couldn't tell you that. I don't watch much English. You know, so, like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have all these big... Like, you, are, are you a real good team? Like, because... You're able to go out and you're able to buy the best of the best. So you're not developing your players. You're not developing your, you know. If it's going on behind the scenes at Man City. Yeah, they've got, exactly. They throw money at every department of their football. Every department, yeah, exactly. It's been five years time, which put the stuff going on behind the scenes we don't see will come to fruition. And they'll no need to spend as much money as they're doing. Exactly. Doing it they're always they're always demanding your club spends money doing in England no matter where but we do it as well. Yeah. But how would how would you guys feel if somebody like that came into his, like a Saudi Arabian group? I don't mean that in a kind of racist way. I'm just talking about one of these big. Oil. I don't know, like, cause you are, I I always have this fear, like if if big multinationals and stuff like that came into to to buy us, that it's an investment for them. You know, and that's all it is. And I mean, look, if they leave in the morning, you're caught with that debt that they left. You could go belly up if there were those owners left in the next day after spending millions on players or or anything like that. You know, of course, Celtic fans would always love to go out and spend uh, the the best of players. You know, but are these best of players going to come to Celtic even if we have multi-millionaires running our club? It's money talks, isn't it? It's money talks. If you're going off and the wages are going to come up, and I think when big companies like this come in, it's kind of we start kind of demanding better TV deals and stuff like that as well. So the only thing we worry about the city is that they no change their badge and stuff like that. You say like, look, look at Barcelona this season with all the money they spent, and they're actually in the height of there at the moment of the pandemic. They actually can barely have to get all their players to take a, a wage cut, and this is supposed to be one of the elite teams in the world. Barcelona, one point two billion pounds. Yeah. Somebody yeah. put that on the floor, on the chat the other week. I couldn't believe that. But yeah. You know, because that, that could happen to you too. Like financial fair play in UEFA? I actually, I honestly don't know. 
Yeah, I've seen that though, so I know that Lionel Messi, I think it's a four or five year contract, his full deal is kind of accumulating to half a billion pounds. Oh, the fourth, that's crazy, it's crazy, it's just... Back to what John said there about come to Scotland for the money, can you not remember that, that Hulk in that went to Russia? Mm-hmm. Aye. Pure absolute crazy money. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't tell me he went there to play good football, see if you offered them enough money, they would come. Yeah, Aye, it's killing it. the game though, in this really, like it's killing the game, like in this, players, you know, players of you hear players when they've looked fishing for a move in that, oh I want to play for a Champions League club, well come to Celtic for 30 grand a week then, put their mm-hmm. oh I want to play for a club that's paying the 150 grand a week wages of the Champions League teams, they word it so that it's as if it's mere a football thing you're working it about, but it's not, it's, John said it all comes down to the money, that's all it is. Uh, Average players going for like 20 and 30 million, it's, it's crazy. Oh, McBurney. Ah, oh, there's players like that, there's players like that, it's, it's crazy money, isn't there? Don't talk to me about him. I agree with you with that, John, I wouldn't like to see Scottish football. Right. No, I think that's the thing about Scottish football, you know, the best thing about it, like, that, like, fair enough, the wages aren't good, but these players, actually, and, and, and I, I speak to uh, about what Barry Force said, was like, that was his job, and he played because it was his job, he loved it, he loved the game, he wanted to play football, it didn't matter about the money, he said he could have got, got better offers, it wasn't about the money, it was about him playing football, and that's all he wanted to do, and I think that's a lot about Scottish football, they want to play. Talk about the difference between going for a club like Dundee, where mind Dundee were spending money, only a lot of foreign players coming in, and yeah. a wee club like Aki's, where it was just, Aki's. basically, he wants, Aki's for years is really just one step up for amateur football, it really is. And yeah, just you can t- you can tell with listening to Barry like how much a learning curve that is, and that's what we speak about with young players getting out and loan, getting exactly and le- learning what talks of football is all about. Talk about no players. I hope I get this right. The, the young lad for Don Froman, Alaphobia, is this the young lad for Don Froman? That's yeah, the I think we see him in the sub a bit, isn't it? He seems to be doing well out in Lawn actually at the moment. He seems to be getting a good few goals and, and doing well. Like should he be like brought into in around the first team next season, see what he can see what he can do? Guy for Arsenal. No, that's, uh, no, we signed him, there. Southampton. Southampton. Oh, right, Southampton. He's on he's a strike, he's on loan out with Don Farmland. And he seems to be doing well. Dundee it's his loan Dundee, is it? And he seems to be doing well again with them. He seems to be scoring goals and seems to be playing well. So, you know, like we have a lot of good players out, out in London that can actually could, like Luke O'Connell, that can actually could, could come into the first team and actually well, make I, a difference. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see Luke O'Connell sitting on my bench than near Beaton. Exactly. That's what I was meaning about Beaton's taking up a space and a heavy, heavy-ish wage that could be... Yeah. Uh-huh. And you'll have they'll have more legs. They're able to run around the pitch. They're you know being they'll, they'll bring an energy to the first team that we actually don't have at at at, at this precise moment. Do you think in, in 
I mean, see these young players, you're, you'd like to think when they're getting a chance for the first team, they're trying their best in the training to show that they're capable of taking a step up. I mean, mm-hmm. t- can you imagine, do you honestly think Beaton's at training and like snapping at the heels of Scott Brown and McGregor trying to sh- shift them out the team? Even mm-hmm. To me, Beaton's just going through the motions week in and week out. Whereas if you've got a young boy like that, Luke O'Connell, and he's in training up against the first team trying to prove to the manager he's worth a start or at least a place on the bench on Saturday, he's going to be in nipping about these players and trying to get into them and show that he's no scared of them. Mm-hmm. And that, exactly. And I just, it's no pushing in. And that, keep, to me, that keeps the other players on their toes. Look how well Forrest played when Paddy Roberts was here. If you've got serious competition for your place, you should be play, You know that you need to be playing at the top of your game. Yeah, there's a fellow here called Henry Cosgrove saying Luca definitely needs game time. Would love to see him get a run. And I, I think it was Barry saying that uh, the pre-season uh, at the start of the season he was playing the game. He was playing the game against Hibs, and he actually looked for a young player. He actually knew what he was doing. He was able to conduct the play, pass the ball. So. These are young players. I hope that a new manager comes in. He has a look at these players and in pre-season have a good look at them and, and keep them in around the first team. And you know, like we should be giving these young lads runs in the league cups if we're playing lower lower teams down the divisions. You know, like like the four for Queens of the South. These young players should be actually given a chance to play in these games too to see to see how they go. I think it has. I touched on young players. It's my mate. He's a great fan. I was talking to him today. Phone today. We've got a young boy for that. Ewan Otto, and he's, mm-hmm. a, uh, he's a centre-back, he's been playing left-back from. he's read about him, saying he's big guys outstanding, and uh, Danny Lennon's been out saying as well, he's way ahead of his time. Uh, just gonna, like, he does a few players already actually looking down at him, or there's a, a Southampton looking at him again as well, Southampton seems to be looking at all Celtic players at the moment, so, you know, well, that's the only right. team that does scouts look at, the Celtic, is it? Well, do it for them enough in the past, so why would mm-hmm. you keep an eye on every Every sale like Yeah. Uh, so, I think, John, you have a few topics there you wanted to talk up a bit. So, if you want to walk away there to Mike. Is that us? Are we getting into the bendy water again? No, it, John knows coming on. He's, if John has a topic there he wants to talk about. What, me? Yeah. Uh, what, what topic was that? I thought you had, uh, you had your own notes, you said. No? Oh, I just thought, yeah, it was that being Uto, uh, the wee left-back. I was also speaking about my mate with him uh, the day about him. Uh, just he's kind of raved about him. So anyway, it's kind of, uh, just that he keeps going on the way he's doing the news. He's kind of looking to make it sell out first team. Uh, he thinks he's capable of doing it. Uh, Danny Lennon's been obviously raving about him, saying the wee guy's got everything. He's just the way ahead of his time. His maturity is solid. Uh, I mean, it was saying there are a game there. They were playing. He was not doing that left wing. It was amazing. Seven is saying we need to start playing youths and just have a good mix of experience pros with them. Boys like Beaton are killing our youth. I think that's what Mark was kinda of saying there that these players are actually in the wrong the first team and they're actually stopping young players from getting a run in the game. So is it time to start, start kind of clearing out these players and let our youth system work its way into the into the first team? I think uh, that's where we, we, we as I said there, like 
play them in the League Cup games or against lower teams, see what they can do in that, because they, they have been playing in the lower leagues anyway, so it's not going to make a difference if they're playing for Celtic in, in, in the League Cup games against these lower teams, you know? Ah, uh, 100%. Oh, it's the second see, but I was just like young Henderson, I was just about to say, I'm young Ian Henderson, I'm kind of disappointed. He's not been gave a chance when they came in that... Uh, no, he did get a good few runs there at the start. Ah, and he suited him well. Just out then again, didn't he? Ah, you know? I'm just disappointed he's not been giving me a game time because you can see there's a talent there. Well, what year is that, Mark? Like, why, why is it? Do you think that like that's Henderson? <laughs> there he played against Leon, and then he and, and then he just get uh, I think just get filled out, you know. Honestly, I think it just comes down to a basic kind of petting order. I mean, mm-hmm. was it not like after the Dubai trip that Henderson got a wee run in the team? Yeah. Oh, I played well. But it was after all the Dubai thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. There was nobody else to take that place that he got it, but see, as soon as some, whoever the f- flavour of the month at the time was, as soon as all yeah. the, he was back in the team, or at least the squad. Yeah, there like, there seems to be a different player on the... His reward for doing that well, the way he came on. He came on a, Euro- a Europa League game, and I thought he was brilliant, the young boy. Ah, he was outstanding. Yeah, exactly. That's just got to do something to his confidence in it. If he's coming in, he's performing like that, and then he just kind of threw it aside again. It's like, exactly. Doesn't matter how good I play, I'm not going to get a break here. Nah, it's just maybe I start losing a cup because it's not I think young players are kind of looking at, you know, like they're, they're, they're in this first team squad one week and the next week, then they're all of it. There seems to be next player in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you either keep them involved all the time, have them in, and you're, you're allowed five subs. Is it nine, nine subs? Now you're actually left, aren't you? Nine. Is it nine subs? Uh, on the bench. On the bench, yeah. So, you're not allowed to make nine, but with that, but I mean, the subs that are on a bit, and then there's some for some crazy reason we've, we've started naming two goalkeepers on the bench. Yeah, I know you can. I know you can make the five, but is there is there actually no limits to how many players you can have on the bench, or is there a certain limit you can have on the bench? Or well, there's a limit you're allowed on the bench. I think it's nine. I think I do. So they're like, what, we we've two keepers on the bench. Like, wh- why is that? I know we played three keepers this season. Are we hoping like Jesus Christ will give? I mean, think Hazard has had a run here. No, you know, <laughs> seven is the maximum you're allowed to name. I'm sure it'd be, uh, we should have two young fellas but we, on, we on keepers on the bench, Paul. Really? Exactly. When, uh, if, one, that's, uh, if one keeper has been keeper, keeper the three keepers in the season, is this? You know, that's. But if one keeper gets injured, it's a do you know it's a rare thing. How often do you see a keeper get substituted? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, why do you need two sitting on your bench? No, it's just taking up the space really on the bench that you could have one of these young players on the bench just to get that first team experience with the Being a bit with the, the team. Yeah, what it takes to be about the first team squad at a club like Celtic. Mhm, mhm. That's something I'd like to see when a director of football comes in, can I? Getting the young people, the youngsters involved more, can I get them into the first team more and get them a game time events in the cups and against the weird teams and stuff and just give them a chance. Can I do your score? That's what I'm going to get better and better in it, just give them game time or even get them loaned out just as ever to kind of teams as well, getting them games under our belt. So we've I won here from uh, Henry Cosgrove. He said, What's your thoughts on Hickey wanted to come home to Scotland? Not sure he's happy in Bologna. I actually read that actually saying that in the near future he, he'd like to come home and, and he was stating the fact that he was a massive Celtic sport and he actually did want to come to Celtic. So there was, again, there was something there that went wrong with that transfer, but he's a player that I would certainly look, look into getting if we could get him at a good price is uh, Aaron Hickey. Would he be your first choice? 
he seems he seems to be doing well, Mark. You know what I mean? Would, would he, I haven't seen much of him now since he went over to Italy, but he seems he's, he's playing first team football over there, as I know. So, you know, or can we go? Do we go one better? First tackle he missed timed, or the first pass he missed caused a goal. It'd be mm-hmm. it'd be him the new the new Whitten boy to support. Yeah, really that involved the pressure he playing for Celtic. I think I don't know if managers think it like that. Yeah, pressure. yeah. Because I, I joke about on the forum, you're only as good as the last ball you catch, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Celtic player misses a pass and he's garbage. Then next week he scores a goal and he's the hero. So I don't mm-hmm. take Hickey and put him out. I would own a like a first, the first choice left back. I take him to now and. He'd be like my backup left back. Yeah, get him in there and have him for have him around the squad and, and stuff like that, and then have him ready to go in a, a year or two kind of a thing. Is this? I mean, we play enough games. I'm going to. I'm saying bring him in as a backup, but I'm talking about the Champions League level. We're not going to. I wouldn't like. No, that's what I'm talking about when I say a backup. Some mm-hmm. play in Scotland, but they're no. I wouldn't trust them in the Champions League level. So I have a. Uh, George McDool here saying, I believe that most other teams in the league can play youngsters 17 and 18 against us. Should we be able to play some of ours and still expect to win? I let that to you, Mark, of playing a young, some of our youngsters in expecting to win the Scottish League. But they're not as, under as much pressure playing at these weird teams. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying there, you, a misplaced pass in front of 60,000 at Celtic Parks nowhere near as bad as a misplaced pass in front of 2,000 at Celtic yeah, exactly. Seventeen year old. If you if you, if you make that pass like and, they, and you concede a goal, like it's a lot of pressure on you. If the if the Celtic fans aren't behind you, then it's as well, isn't it? If you're you know? if you're good enough and you can handle the pressure, like Ayer, Tierney. No, but other we've seen bigger, better players than they. Well, maybe not Tierney, but we've seen bigger players and better players supposedly come in. And they just the way he played for Celtic, and just they could just couldn't hack it. Mhm, mhm. What's your thoughts on that, uh, John? Hickey. Ah, uh, can I hack it a bit more? Yeah, no, it's just but can I need to get the players and young players in as well, and can I try and bring them over? It's just they're going on there for AJ, AB James, once you can I get them in playing for his team? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the only way we're going to notice them once they start playing, but. And by being weird against weird teams when they come to Parkhead, uh, kind of like Ross Counties and stuff, and, and cup games and stuff like that. But as Mark says, a lot of them can kind of buckle under the pressure as well. So it's kind of yeah. exactly. I think that's what it is really for a young player. Isn't it? it's, 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 it's the pressure of playing for Celtic, like you're expected to win. And if you make a mistake and the fans get don't get behind you, and they're on your back then for the rest of that game, like your your confidence as a, a young fella. Is actually going to hit rock bottom straight away, isn't this? Look at, you know? look at the grief tail I was taking earlier on. This yeah. And I, yeah. I, I stuck up for him all along because I thought I, it was a decent player. I maybe was a wee bit apprehensive. In I dip. think Taylor came in at the wrong time, Mark. Uh, I maybe think that. Okay. I you know, I think people comparing him to Karen Taney all the time, aren't they? Uh, that's that. You know? Everybody's comparing him. Whoever we've got. So the next three or four years, every left back we're going to have going to be compared to Kieran Tierney. And then see, yeah. see in 20 year time, all your grandkids and that will be comparing every left back. Then, oh, my, my granddad used to know about Kieran Tierney, he was the best player I ever saw. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
You've all met old boys that will sit there and talk to you about Jimmy Johnson. And, do you know what I mean? It's always going to be compared. That's uh, Jimmy Johnson is there. Uh, as soon as I left back's coming out of the club, and it's just putting a lot of weight on her shoulders straight away, and it's kind of maybe affecting Are you the performance to, uh, and stuff. Are you referring to JFP said that, Mark? Is there still talking about Jimmy Johnson here? And, uh... <laughs> Did you say? I said, are you still... Are you talking about JFP when you're still? We still have players talking about Johnson. We still have players talking about. Remember, I'm a lawyer. Imagine the stories they do. Imagine we could get two of them together. You heard that now, lads. Tim and I and JFP to come on the show together and tell us your stories. Mark said first, so you're more than welcome. Like, you know? like some old Val Dunikin thing sitting with their old cardigans in that one. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put the Kenny. We've one here for this tune. We'll put the Hovis tune on just before they come on live. <laughs> so we've something here that Taylor's young too, and was always going to be hard to replace Taylor. So I think it was, it was what we're saying that like it's it's not fair, you know. I think it's always unfair. Like when when a, a player leaves and he's a big player for you, and no, no matter what club it is, if it's Celtic, Manchester United, or anything like that you're always going to be compared to that player who left and you're never going to kind of have your own game or develop your own game if you're constantly going to be compared to that player. Like you, you can play a different style, but you're trying to adapt into the way that other player played and you're not... That, that criticism, I think, is just... I don't agree with this. You know, comparing a player to that left, you know, that just let the player have his style, let him get used to the style of play, so let him settle down. And I think Taylor, this year, handled that pressure really well. Now he he's come on an awful lot this season, and any time he's played really, he has, he'd never really let the club down, you know. Ah, like Greg Taylor, he's kind of steady. You know, you're getting him. He knows his defensive duties. He gets stuck in. Uh, he gets forward and again. He can maybe work with his in a wee bit, but it's something. It's not something major. It's affecting the game big time. It's just something we can work on. But I can I I, I feel more comfortable with him in the team in the red black so. Uh, same on the other side, the right side, uh, with John Joe Kenny, I feel a lot better. Well, I mean, that position now next season, actually, there are, like, um, John Joe Kenny, you know, and I think he has done well since he came in. He's steadied the ship and he, he's made, like, well, conceding less goals because, one, Fringfam couldn't cross the ball, two, Fringfam couldn't attack the ball, and three, when he jumped down the floor, he took down the player. So, John Joe really made that right-back position very strong. So if he doesn't stay next season, we're back to square one with that right back position again. You know we, you know. So is there a chance of us signing him, or we left and let him go? Mark, do you think, or John? I think yes, we'll let him go. They were willing to sell him to Burnley. Mm-hmm. I know the manager came out. Would he be happy to come up here? Do you think to us? He seems to be happy within the squad, don't he? You know. I mean, he's a he's a scouser, isn't he? He's actually for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I mean, socially, the way you there's no much difference between Liverpool and Glasgow. It's the same kind of. It's not like going away down to London and places like that. Maybe Jamie Carragher will decide to follow Celtic now that another scouse is coming up to up to Glasgow. <laughs> you know, huh? But I would t- I would say Kenny if he was available. It will be available, but if, for the right price again. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a good signing, and he's played for it. He's settled, and even if if he's. He's not that far from home. We need to look at these things as well after some of the well I made. I mean, we've got to come to a point where we realise that we need to think by 
like does a night players for the maybe like the championship in England squad players for exactly players. exactly this bringing in foreigners part of these rules whatever Brexit's going to mess up but they always seem to I don't know just but would it be too expensive for us Denmark you know cause don't, with, the, with the crazy money actually South, you know? I was going to say, if it's Brexit, if it's going to affect us, it's going to affect the Premier League as well. So the Premier mm-hmm. League are going to be sniffing about the lower teams in England. It's going to, going to up the value of players in the, in the, down in the Championship. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous money then that these players are going to be signed for them as, as well, like in this, you know? You know? But from the Championship, uh, I see, uh, we're going to need a striker next season. I asked him all the longer for Middlesbrough. He's going to be free in the summer. Do you think about him? I think he's worth a shout because he's kind of seems to bang a goal in there for them, and he's kind of a big physical and strong as well. Yeah, I, I've I've saw him. Yeah, I saw him a few times, and he act, he actually does seem a player that that uh, I, I think we we should consider. You know that I think um, we haven't have a, a striker with the presence of Sutton and Harrison for a long. And I know that style of players gone. Yeah, you know, like these big strong strikers. But I I always think. There's no harm in having the big striker, you know. Put Dembele in that kind of league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dembele was a big, he was a big unit, he was a big lad, no? I mean, he was a big physical boy. But mm-hmm. he'd a lot more probably technical skills and likes his Sutton and Harpson, but uh, there is players out there that... That can play, that they're big, they're, and they... Uh, you know, saying... Edward Dembele... Kind of reminded you a bit of Drogba, that kind of style. Of yeah, yeah, style of player. He was able to hold up the ball and play the ball. and he could still yeah. football, but he, he was strong and he could bang a ball in the net for all different, whatever kind of situation came up. Ah, he had a bit of a dumbbell, he had pace as well. Yeah, just, just, just had a bit of a dumbbell. Bob McNair says that uh, uh, is amazing, best since we had since Larson. Your thoughts on that? I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd agree with that as well. Going back to bulky players, actually, there that that they'll rape to play. One comes to mind is uh, the lad. I think he's um, is it Wolves? Is it the fellow Adam Chayore? That fucking he shot a bust note of him. He socked a bust note, and I think that uh, man is just pumping some steroids. There, I say that. Uh, <laughs> that's a remember, I'm good at no one. No one can be that big and short. You know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. You know, and and, and unable to run them with the ball. You know, so I don't know what's going on with him there. He just doesn't look good at the moment. You know, attractive wise. <laughs> I think he's going to talk at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen much about him, but GFP uh, was is, is saying there. Uh, what about Per Van Huydonk's young lad? Have you ever seen much of him? Or that's not really. I've not seen any. I've heard about him just reading stuff on the internet, but he's meant to be a player from what I've seen. Have you missed the trick and laughing, sons? Do, do, do you think? I He's like it. Uh, crazy money for that, not he? Yeah, yeah. We had a chance to look at him there, and I think he. Would, I actually think he would actually love to come. The the following his father's footsteps at Celtic, and do you know, I think we missed the. How many thirty-five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JFP wants to know: Is there any word in Fogs and Aberdeen? I've not heard anything. We are hard, aren't we? I, I, I think. I just think it's fans that are talking about it. To be honest. Mhm. I think Ferguson will stay at Aberdeen next season with Scott Longing there. I think he's looking to go to England. He's dashing on that open goal. Uh, he's just he's wanting to move to England. That's his next step. He's wanting to go to, so I'm not too sure. No, I, I probably think that might be right, John. 
Rob Matthews said there that he just found he just googled an old Celtic fan and found an image of him at a Huns game. So if he wants to put that up in the forum page, we'll all have a look at that and uh, <laughs> we, we can see. E- what... <laughs> Email me. Put it on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put we we'll, we'll put it on that. So I'm just thinking there. So what, what's your thought, John? Like realistically. Where do we need to improve for next thing? What do you think a new manager will look at when he comes into the club? So our strike force actually is is, is, going, is a big concern because, as you were saying there, we're like, going like, I guess he is supposed to be lazy. Maybe he was causing problems with just with his bad attitude and his laziness within the squad. And maybe uh, Griffiths was going to his house parties. That's why he put on the waist. We actually don't know what was happening there. But where do you think we need to improve for, for next season? When the new manager comes in. Terms up front. Uh, I, I know, but in the squad. Do you know? In the squad, uh, I need to sort defence up. The defence first uh, needs to be sorted out. Uh, goalkeeper on the defence, can I bolt to the back, get that sorted? Uh, I think with the midfield, if we keep McGregor, uh, Sorrow and Tumble, if you need the midfield, Sorrow's the defensive side, he's got energy, he covers the defensive side brilliantly, protects the back four, he's only going to get better under a good manager. Mm-hmm. McGregor's just McGregor, I don't know really say much about him, he's both to both, he's a talent. And same with Tumbo, he's just a boy's got everything, he's only gonna get better as well and a, a proper manager and he's just gonna get goals and tear defences apart. He's just gonna improve, improve, improve every season. And up front, I think Edwards he's gonna go into uh, I'd get rid of a jetty. Maybe put Kamala out and loan for the season. Can I maybe uh, an Aberdeen or Hibs? Yeah, we did. There's actually this talks about him. Uh, I know. I know. I know. We spoke with before, but they're actually saying now that he might be going back to Poland on loan or for for definite. That uh, supposedly John Kenny actually doesn't see a Celtic player in him, and that he is actually supposed to be going back to Poland in uh, in the new year in some capacity on loan or or for good. And we. I I know what I thought of Kamala because I said I watched the the Polish league and I, I I knew what kind of player he was and I think he could play well with two up front uh-huh. holding up the balls I saw him play but it just hasn't worked for him at Celtic for some reason you know and I think that's a lot of players they either come to Celtic and they don't it just doesn't work out for them you know I like the obviously the lockdown that then obviously had to can I bulk up for the Scottish game I like how he come back with a bit of muscle at them. Yeah. Oh, it's good that he went and put the effort in that. Actually, that's mm-hmm. amazing. He never, like, his attitude seems to be brilliant, Mark. Like, he always, as he said, like, he came back and he bulked up. He, he got himself fit. But he just can't, it seemed to get, he just can't get a break, really. He did, like, score a goal. You've seen a lot more than, you've probably seen more than any other, Paul. You've, yeah. You've, he's a, there's a player in there. They were mm-hmm. all talked after the lockdown thing and came back with a shaved teeth. I don't think it's an attitude problem. So. I don't know why he's not getting a, a, a run, a chance. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is he? Do you know when you when you come on and and uh, you you want to do well and I know you're trying too hard. You know, is he is he trying too hard to get a goal instead of thinking too much on the on the on the pitch? Do you know, I know some players can do that and it just goes against them. You know, could be that. You know, because I I've seen him like and he is a good player. You know, 
you know. Hey, just needs a right manager in there, improve him and get a kick him on and get him up to that standard. But I think it's his attitude and everything's right, his desire. Uh, you can see that in him, it's just kind of... I think our biggest thing next year, definitely for me, is that... Um, is our back line. I think our midfield kind of holds itself at the moment, really, because we, have, we right. actually do have a good midfield. It's more the defence, and definitely, I think we need at least two strikers next season. At least, I mean, at least two strikers. At least two strikers, and uh, you, you're going to have to look for a right back if we say if George O'Kenny doesn't stay. And we, does, we still don't know if Oya's going to stay, but more than likely, I think he's going to be gone as well. You know, so that's two centre-backs. Easily, you're going to need Alex Sort. We, it's going to be a rebuild, like, but is it a, is it as big as we think? Uh, fans are saying the rebuild because we have good players still, like, and we've we've lots of young players on the Lord who actually could can come in. You know, is it as big as people say? Do you think? Oh, I think this is the biggest rebuild. For Fergie, honestly, I'm not over exaggerating. For Fergie, man, mm-hmm. really did the club as a whole. I would put mm-hmm. on a par with when Fergie's came in. And cleared the decks and we start it again. For me, this is going to be a full reset across the... From the top down, from the board, down to the first uh, team, Marcus? The full club, is, this is like got ground zero, day one, you start for this and everything's got to get sorted. Mm-hmm. So much money and so many years you just plodding along and it's a shame. We should be totally astronomically in front of everybody else in Scotland and we're no... You're so always going to get a freak season, right? Rangers were always going to win the league. Mm-hmm. Always going to happen. But I didn't think it was going to be this kind of soon. But it's like when Leicester won the league in England, who would have predicted that? Exactly. Freak king. Exactly. But Celtic have still and should be still the dominant force in Scottish football for the, back, the money and everything else we've got behind us. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to get back to. So for me... It's a full reset. Neymar, if you're doing your job, that's fine. See if you're no, you're no want to be here. There's the door. Mm-hmm. I, I agree there. It's just everybody. It's no want to be here. It's caused upsets behind the scenes. Just get rid of them in the summer. Just let them. Ryan Christie. Just, I don't even get me started on Ryan Christie. will be here all night. But Ryan Well, he scored again yesterday and he, he kept the ball down and he didn't hit our pigeon again with the fan cam. So... <laughs> we take, we'd take yeah. that, you know. But how, how all of a sudden, like, is is Christie actually keeping the ball down? Like, is you know, like the last couple of charts he had there, he was blowing him over the over over the freaking stadium. I say, you know, and when he keeps oh, the ball down, he goes. But there I, I, any shots went on? It was just I'm hitting this and hoping. Let's just see what I can get with it. I think so. I think that's the way he is, isn't it? What did you say, Mark, that they supposedly Lennon taught him play like Chris Commons, kind of shoes on sight kind of a thing, wasn't it? I, I read that. It was maybe on just one of, like, one of the Celtic pages that pops up. But it was something mm-hmm. that they'd been telling that Lennon had told Christie just to play like Chris Commons yesterday. Mm-hmm. See, after, see, after I read that, I thought, see, even if he didn't do that, that's exactly what has happened. So I've took comments here on Camilla one from Henry Cosgrove's Camilla generally I think there's a player there he's been playing a team that has failed miserably this season we will regret selling him and Glasgow Green says I would keep Camilla good professional and I, I, I would concur with you lads I, I actually think there's a player and I saw some playing the Porsche League and I, I know he's a boat and I think that he could turn out to be not a pukey if he did let him go you know 
Is you seen that one? I have. Street? Yeah, it's my 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 wife's from Poland, and uh, oh. I watch a lot of the of the the Polish league just because Arthur Boris is playing in the house, so I watch a bit of it. Like, and I watched him before he came to us. And right. He's the type of player that he 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 go on line with the back line, and if you play the long ball, and you can see with him there a few times, like he has speed. And he's able to hold up the ball then for, uh-huh. we say, the midfielders to come into the team. Do you know that? He's a good. He's actually a very good ball player. But I don't uh-huh. think he was actually... He's not a, a type of player that would um, can play on his own. Do you know? He, a, a striker who can hold up the ball and stuff like that. So I think he, they can't really play on their own. They need someone kind of deal with them. You know? Uh-huh. Like, that's where he kind of failed this season, that he didn't have no one playing on his own. And when Lennon was playing him up front, we, we we had no players actually back then because Callum McGuire was covering uh, Scott Brown and Cham was probably playing in that in, the, in that in that team as well. There was no one coming up to uh, to receive the ball off him, you know. So I would actually like to see him keep. Are we even going loan out in the Scottish team? The, the, oh, the, the, I would the, think so. You know, step you know? I've slagged them off when we done with review the squad. We bested that night, but you've seen Paul. You've seen a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Probably, as I said, a lot more than everybody else in here has. Uh, take your word for it. I mean, I don't, no, I don't think he's in it. It's, he's not in any serious money, I wouldn't imagine. No, no, he's not. No. In your seat, you've seen him. So I will give him another chance. Mm-hmm. I think this pandemic has affected everyone, really, all our, our new signs that came in. It was, it was actually a horrible season uh, to come into Celtic, you know. It's pressure up head in the row in this no fans there the pandemic you know it's going to play in your head really in this you can't even you know? night out together the, the team bonding never really happened I mean it mm-hmm. when El Hamid when he went home in that feeling homesick mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you just thought like Beaton would have Beaton yeah exactly but I mean they're both visual not doing Jewish holidays that Friday dinner thing you know or maybe the, the local Israeli shop wasn't classified essential and that was closed and that's why they couldn't have a bonding kind of a thing <laughs> I don't know about the bubble, bubble rules were but would be time I've been allowed to get invite El Hamed into his house uh, I don't think so actually the Rangers players get hanged with it and they fly there they're in each other's houses and they've still got bins for it I think are there folk there? oh is there? Uh, I, I just thought it was him that made a party a party but, I think Oh, yeah, right. They're playing together and training together every day. And Beaton's obviously getting home to his family. Aye. They don't say, well, come round for Saturday nights or Saturday night dinner thing, come visit us. Nah, I know what you mean. That doesn't make sense, if we're not. Maybe bonding. Maybe that's something to do with Barkas as well. Ah, yeah. maybe he, he come over himself or what? He come over in his family, isn't he? He just come over himself. It's no right, is it? Coming into a new country, then you're coming into a new team, you're going to train, then you're going to have to sit in a flat yourself all day, and don't know the language, and don't think you can go to the show for some reason. Usually it's a case of they go to training, and then if you're a young guy, they all go for a cheeky nando. Aye. The older ones, into the older ones will go and play around a golf and that. Not yeah, good. exactly. Yeah, There's been none of that this year, actually, hasn't there? There was no bonding between the players or... Or kind of anything like that, as you said, like players will go for a game of golf or, you know, they have some, some bit of a social thing together with players, but th- th- there's been nothing like that and it, it must have affected players' mental health, really trying to settle into a new club or maybe, do you think, I, I know he's being poor like, and, and things like that, could that have affected Barkers in, in, in any way, do you think? Uh, I don't know, 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 I don't know
Probably that's just come out of self in it, because you're going to training and you're just getting to sit and flat yourself for day and don't really know anybody, you're not really getting to know the boys and you come in and it's just kind of training and aim, training and aim, kind of. Yeah, that yeah. can kick in as well, isn't it? Because it is going to you know, like as, as you said, John. Like if you're, if you're just training, playing, going home, training, then you know that's that's nowhere to be. And I, I know a, a lot of folks on 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 the, on the forum and stuff like that, and a lot of people around the world are being affected by mental health because of this. And surely it's been affecting players as well within the game. You know that the the lockdown is happening. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Some days I've woke up, that's a point, man. Just, you know, just, it's, uh, just, so, it's so that, Mark, do you think that uh, could be a, a concern for new players that it has been affecting them, this, this lockdown? Uh, well, definitely, I think it would have been, just as you said. Well, it's affecting everybody. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Luckily, we we were families and that, says John said, all back is with training, training, home, Yeah. I rent, yeah. I rent it flat. And I don't know any of his past life. I don't know. Is he married? Has he has he kids or anything like that? I don't even know. Married, married, and I rented his wife and took him over. Had him over. He couldn't even go to a Greek restaurant. No, chief, you know what I mean. I have one here from George McDoul. There, Mac. He said we won't bring back us long for dinner. Don't have enough plates. Would save up <laughs> <in> the <Washington>. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know his thoughts on Barkers, so we won't uh, we we won't we won't go there. We won't go there. Uh, Dave, see if you enjoy your meals, they smash the plates. Smash the plates, yeah, smash the plates. Uh, I just want to show one thing there to um I'll to be, John. I went the opposite with grot bags, her cooking was rank and bounced the plate off the map. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to show something that you said there for just coming on the show today. Uh, Griffith, his contract, if Celtic don't renew that, suppose at the end of April, he's free to leave the club at the end of the season. Would you keep him on or do you think, look, he has enough chances? He left us down dearly in the season that made was most important to the fans and the club this season. Your your thoughts there on that? Me? Yep. Yeah, uh, I was kind of stuck up for Griffiths a lot, but it's, it's a hard one. Uh, can I maybe sit him down and speak to him? Uh, can I tell him what's in my new contract? Uh, if I don't see any effort off you, I'm putting you in January, you have to make sure you're done with. Can I give him a chance? Uh, I don't know, it's hard. It's, when you get Lee fit and you get Lee playing those goals, isn't it? It's just, just I think, the best finisher probably in this league. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a hard one because this year's season, it's just kind of not going to fit. Well, season he just didn't up the team, but this season think that season is a disaster for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm undecided on it. It's, I don't know. You know, I'm. I think that's it, lads. I think we we spoke about a lot. I just wanted to save a few things for the next show. So, lads, on the next show, it's going to be Thursday night at seven o'clock. Myself and Mark, we were talking about season ticket renewals. We will show come on Thursday. Well, she, if you're, if you're there, <laughs> no, I'm very happy to talk to you. She's somebody can help you. Well, she can. He's watching on his phone, but he can't see the live chat. We did the mm-hmm. live chat on it. If any of the guys know how that's happening, if you could leave messages in the forum about that. But well, she put it there and he says he'll come on Thursday night, Paul. Perfect. That's good. So on on Thursday's show, we're just going to start off, and I want you to get 
your thoughts on the forum and, and, and kind of think before, is the, is the season ticket renewals? Are you going to re- renew your season ticket if Celtic don't appoint a new manager or if they don't have anything in order within the club? Are you going to post a statement that, look, this season has been a disaster, you let us down, you took your hand off the wheel? Are you going to do a protest? Folks, for myself, I'd like to thank John for coming on the show for short notice. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a to have you on, and thanks very much. I know, hand off to Mark. Thanks. Ah, oh, thanks. Going good, Joy. Oh, so I say thanks for having known. It's been a pleasure. I don't like sitting there. I thought we didn't about Celtic. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, well, thank, thank you for coming on. You're more than welcome anytime again, bud. Uh, you've been great. But just to finish up, thanks again for everybody tuning in. And if you're, if you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. That's all we ask. And one last thing, Rob Roy through the forum, he's generously donated a £50 Amazon voucher to the site. So we'll be giving that away in a competition to one of the members of the forum. And, well, we know we're, uh, me and Paul know best in over going today, but I'll put the details up tomorrow. So again, many thanks, Rob Roy. It was really generous of you doing that. Hey, thanks very much, lads. Good night. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. Good hail. This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.